Messenger's genius zone began today. And why? Because I am flying off to the beautiful Bali, Indonesia to swing through the jungle and to unleash some legacies. And speaking of unleashing legacies and swinging through the jungle, I am about to bring on board in my next, in this incredible up and coming podcast, the amazing Sarah Snake. Now, Sarah J. Snake, she is not only a master of sociology, she has a degree in understanding the cultural and the mindset behind people who are kind of living in the box. She studied this and she really went on to becoming very, very passionate. Now, not only is this woman highly qualified in sociology, and not only is she an absolutely amazing coach, but she knows what it's like to be living the mediocre life. Now, I wonder if you know what I mean when I say living the mediocre life. Well, guys, if you are kind of playing small, if you are kind of just living your life according to what you think you ought to be doing, maybe you are trapped in you know this box where you're just you know in the community doing what you're doing whether that is serving your family or maybe you're a career person but you know there's something bigger inside you well if you are ready to learn how to unleash your confidence if you are ready to become unstoppable and give yourself that permission slip to do and be who you were truly born to be. You are not going to want to miss this episode. And you know, this is all about, you know, bringing out your zone of genius. And as you hear Sarah J. Snape, you're gonna understand that she's really standing in her power because she knows what it's like to be not only uh, kept down by social conditioning of living in a box and feeling really mediocre, but she knows what it takes to jump out of that box. She knows what it takes also to not feel good in your own body. This is a really big thing. Women and men who don't like the body they're living in, and yet, the way they will sabotage themselves and really comes down to why do we want what we don't think we can have? Hmm. Well, are you ready to find out? Are you ready to sit back, relax? Well, it's coming out, it's coming at ya. And uh, I would present to you with the most incredible pride, the amazing Sarah J. Snape. Hey, hey, hey. 
and welcome, welcome to this podcast, Sarah. And I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because I believe you have got a big message to give the world. So thank you for joining me on Terry Messenger's Genius Zone. No, thanks for having me. It's great to be here today. That is so good. And I'm so glad that you are here because we are talking about, you know, quite a huge topic. And the topic is really around women's social conditioning of, you know, what they think they are, what they think they're supposed to be and how they see themselves and how many women do you know that are really not living their life to their absolute fullest capacity? Can you relate to that? Yeah, certainly. I think we're sort of brought up believing we've got to do certain things and be certain people as women and we try and fulfil other people's expectations and always what we want and sort of get stuck in this box but don't really fit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting about being stuck in that box because, you know, how many people are out there suffering and playing their lives down and feeling really, you know, lacklustre? And, I mean, that's got to be exhausting. Now, you know, you've got, like, practically you have got a degree in this topic, right? But you've gone ahead and you've been studying all about sociology and the conditioning of, you know, the different cultures and you understand very well about the role of women. And I guess, you know, really, is there a role, even when you sort of talk about what role, are you a, a mother that is looking after the kids, are you a career woman? It all seems like it is very boxed, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like it's quite prescriptive. It's like, why do we have to have these roles assigned to us? Why can't we just live as we want to live and do what we want to do? Um yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I mean, you must have had a bit of a uh, an undergirding passion in you when you went and studied, and you know the fact that it took your interest, and you've got you've had a very very interesting journey because uh, from where you've been and everything that you've studied and the degrees and the the just the mastery of what you know about coaching and really how to explore the woman that wants to be all that she deserves to be. And it's it's more than just about who they are in their career or in their family, mm. isn't it? Like it's 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 about how they look how they feel about their body and 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 all of those things. Do you think that there was a bit of an impact with yourself around, you know, what was supposed to be right and wrong and which box we mm. were supposed to be in by the experience that you had at the age of eight? Yes, definitely. So... I was put on my first diet at age eight and 
immediately wow. that gave the message that I wasn't good enough as I was I can remember there was part of me who was thinking oh I'm grown up now because I'm on a diet which obviously goes to show <laughs> how great diet culture is um so yeah but definitely sort of I, that feeling of not being good enough as as how I was crept in there mm. that perpetuated I was on the diet roller coaster life for over 30 years and wow. it just there was self-loathing very low self-esteem the way I used to speak to myself in the mirror um was horrendous and yeah you wouldn't things I wouldn't have said to my worst enemy at the time um and then suddenly a realization that actually this is not okay this is not how I want to live the rest of my life it wasn't the message I wanted to pass on to my daughters um and my son um you know I wanted them to love themselves as they were and appreciate themselves for who they were and that was really the start of my journey. What do you think prompted your people to actually go ahead and put you on a diet like did was there any kind of concept around that? Um, I've never had the conversation as to why and unfortunately my mum is, has died so I can't have it now but I have I've done a lot of healing on that, that they were working from their best intentions and what they knew at the time. And there was probably some comment made and that I was slightly overweight as a child. But I also hit puberty quite early. And I do believe that if I'd just been left alone, it would have all <laughs> evened itself out. Um, but they were they were coming from their best intentions and not intending to create the hurt and the feelings that did come along. Of um, course, absolutely. And, you know, it is so good that you have got that mindset because there are a lot of people out there that I, for example, I was actually dealing with a client not so long ago, it was this year, and she was a nurse. She was very highly educated. And when I actually got to know her, I discovered that she had a world of pain and it all came from her history and what was sort of imprinted into her life and in her belief system, mm -hmm. you know, that, that really put her into a position where she formed a lot of soul contracts that were really nasty with mm -hmm. her father. But see, her father had died and she she hadn't made peace with that. Mm. And, you know, I always say to people, you know, everybody's always coming from the highest intention. Yeah. Right? So even like with her father, with some of the things that she put up with with him and it was obviously a completely different situation your parents are coming from you the best interest of what they believe mm. but you know what what was it that created you to decide that you know that was something you had to make peace with and can you tell us how you were able to actually release it and let it go like what were some of the the stories that you had to change so that you could I guess release from your mum I'm going to give you a, an example before you answer but 
this lady, I mean, she was so rampantly, like, not like yourself. You obviously had a good relationship with your parents mm -hmm. and you obviously, you know, knew that they were coming from the best intention. This girl didn't. She had no concept about that. So she had so much bitterness in her. And you and I both know as coaches that, you know, the body never lies. You know, mm -hmm. it kind of sits in the body. And you know yourself, we're going to talk about it in a little while, about how we will sabotage ourselves, mm -hmm. whether that's through food, when, you know, we in times of struggle. But what was for her that gave her that big turnaround was when I was doing a timeline therapy with her and we were actually face-to-face -face, and I asked her to stand up and draw out her timeline. And so when we walked back, we walked back and we kind of mapped out where it was, you know, when she was mm -hmm. seven, eight years old, because that is really a very pivotal age, yeah. right, as, as you would know. And what we discovered is she had to go back to before she was born yeah. and she had to go back to her father when he was a child. Wow. Now what had happened was she was able to go back in the wisdom of her age now, mm. a young woman, and actually hold her father as a little a little boy. Wow. And she was able to have the insight right there to know that he wasn't able to give her what he didn't have. Mm. He wasn't a deliberate asshole, you know. Yeah. It was that. And that was for her, that let go of, oh, that you can imagine. Yeah. A whole world oh, of things yeah. unravel. Yeah. You know, what would you say to the woman that is perhaps really battling with their own mind and maybe with some of the stuff that they learnt growing up? Would you have any special, uh, you know, tips and, you know, ideas that you can give that woman or even that man that's listening of how they can just turn that, turn the tide and change their mindset? Yeah, I mean, I suppose for me, I think one of my big realisations was I was then, I was a mum of three and it was suddenly, I said, I don't, can't remember if I'd messed up with one of the kids, said something I shouldn't have done or something like that, but then thinking I'm doing my best. And then it was suddenly like, and that's what your mum did too. Ah. Uh, oh, wow. It was like, wow, yeah. And it was this sudden revelation like, that she was um, operating from the beliefs and the conditioning she had had and that we can change it, but it's, that's where she was coming from. And that, so that's why she'd like put me on the diet and everything else that I've been brought up with around diet, culture and food. And then for me, it wasn't around that, but I can remember thinking, wow, well, if I'm doing my best and that's all I can do, I can be open to, you know, changing and receiving feedback, but you can only do your best, then that's what she was doing too. Wow. Um, Had you made peace with your mum uh, before she passed or was it after she passed that you made peace? We, we'd never, um, we still had a very good relationship. Um, there was one area we never talked about. <laughs> 
which was food and diets. Remember after having my second baby, I think it was, and she'd come up to help and everything. And let as she left, she said something about, oh, I think you should cut down on the carbs. And I said, just leave it. I said, I just can't anymore. I've had enough, just leave it. And we never talked about weight again until funnily enough, the week she died and her death was very unexpected. Wow. And I'd gone shopping for a wedding outfit for my nephew who's getting married and was really excited because I'd found a really lovely dress and I felt great in it. And I actually rang her up and told her. And it was the first time that we'd ever made any mention of body or, or anything like that since I'd said leave it. So there was a sort of piece around that whole area. But yeah, so our relationship was still very good, even though there was this one area we didn't talk about. But the, my peace and release of an acknowledgement that she was operating from what she mm. knew came after. Yeah. Um, and really, it was just your mum's belief, wasn't it, from something of her own childhood when you do actually think about it. And, I mean, obviously there was a lot of uh, self-healing and also there was a couple of things that happened throughout your life. And this is what I always say, like, you know, when I'm interviewing coaches, healers, leaders on this show, you know, the best of the best of them, like Oprah Winfrey, they came from their own personal experience. Yeah. And that just gives that incredible, that incredible experience and understanding. And then you put someone into, you know, uh, a position where they get to come into your space where you've got so, so much talent, so many mm. gifts and, and so much intellect around this topic and that just makes for, you know, just just a beautiful mentorship. But you had a couple of things happen for you because obviously there was that element of where you went into a situation where you had another element of a big drama that had happened in your family and you kind of found yourself going backwards again yeah. in that area of food. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, so sort of late 30s, early 40s, and I I decided I was no more diets, wasn't going down that route anymore, finally had that realisation, thankfully. And I, mm. I decided I wanted to be fitter and healthier um, and just, you know, feel better in my body. So I started working personal trainer, and a byproduct of that was that I lost quite a lot of weight. Um, but more than that, my whole mindset shifted around myself, my body, my self-worth, my self-esteem. And then in sort of 2018, 29, there was um, 2019, we went through a bit of a time as a family where there was um, some trauma going on with one of our children. And I didn't have the space and the wherewithal to support my emotions because I was supporting their emotions. So I ate mine. <laughs> so the, the old habit of eating my emotions came back in so yeah. a lot of weight did go back on we then entered obviously um the lockdowns and pandemic and all that um but what didn't change and this is where I knew that the work I'd done on myself and the self-healing had worked and transformed my mindset about myself didn't change I didn't stop loving myself the self-hate talk didn't come back I still knew I was valuable I still knew my self-worth um and so that was really encouraging even though obviously ideally might not have put on the weight again um 
but how I felt about myself just did not change and so that was a real sort of breakthrough moment that 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 is incredible and I feel like we're ever evolving mm -hmm. and when we when we are called into this work because it's it's very privileged work mm -hmm. you know I consider myself extremely privileged yeah. to be helping people because it's legacy work when you're helping someone deeply especially with what you do which we're going to go through that whole unleashing of a woman's confidence and if you're a man that's okay I work with both men and women but this is definitely something uh, let's face it, men and women the same, we all have these issues, whether it may be around alcohol, but we all really have a vice that we tend to go back to. And I, I almost feel like it's part of our evolving, yeah. like you, you, you made that stand with yourself where you would never go back to that that shocking self-talk mm. and the way that you used to terrorise yourself in the mirror even. And, I mean, here's all these coaches saying, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, yeah. you know, <laughs> all these wonderful things. But, you know, really you've got to be congruent about it. And and mm. so what do you reckon turned, the, turned that whole switch for you where you were able to really shift you know, the way you saw yourself so that even when you went through that, you know, that next big drama, you didn't actually go back or you didn't, you never went back to where you were. No. Uh, yeah, the food thing got you, but we'll get to that in a moment. But what do you think changed in your life that really cemented in that you are who you are and you wouldn't go back to that? old version yeah so there was a lot of work I did on growing to love myself and my self-value and one of the big realizations I had which might sound obvious to lots of people was well hang on a minute you know my husband loves me um, my kids love me why can't I love me and it's like if they love me but I can't love me am I saying they're stupid you know I'm sort of in by oh, not loving myself I'm rejecting their love in a way because it's it's not that you know does that does it mean their love doesn't mean anything and then that's a was, fabulous reframe I'm gonna steal that yeah I do it was a real like yeah well if they can love me why can't I love me or am I saying they're wrong to love me and, yeah that yeah. that is such a valid point you know because really um it's you know what we say to ourselves is oh gosh it's treacherous isn't it oh, some of the things yeah. yeah that we do say to ourselves so this little eight-year-old girl if we can just go mm. back in time again for a moment to the eight-year-old girl um do you feel she had started developing bad habits with food at that age that sort of put her into the position or was your mum totally, did she, was she delusional and she just, she saw um, you differently? That's a good question. I would say I wasn't the most active child. I was quite a sedentary child naturally. I wasn't one who ran around all over the place and did activity. So, um, but there were restrictions in place around food in the house as well. Um, oh, right. So, 
I think Do you that, think I, that might have been it, Sarah? Because I think it might have gone to usage, yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I've got a I've got a grandson and I we are like absolute partners in crime. Like we we're just so we're soulmates. That's all mm. I can say, right? Wow. But this kid, this kid, he will is three. Well, he's actually just turned four. He's just had his fourth birthday. He runs into my kitchen and the first thing he does is go straight to the pantry and Mm. he just wants to see everything. Now, you know, because he has boundless energy and is definitely, you know, affected by some foods, you know, there's that element of uh, wanting to kind of, how do you say, lead him Mm. in the right way without restraining as you say like you had kind of conditions and there was obviously some mindset going on for your mum and that could have been in 10 generations ago do you know what I mean yeah like it could have been war times or who knows what her great ancestors went through and why food was you know that's how it meant for her um it's a bit like poverty you know our poverty mindset Sets, they come from our ancestral lineage. Yeah. And this is this is why it's so important. Like, even if it's not around food that a lot of people are uh, concerned about, you know that you've got a vice. Every one of us does. And you know, the big $64 million question, and I know that you are a an absolute, you know, queen at this, but you know, on active listening. Yeah. And the communication that you have learned. But what I knew and what I said to my husband is that if we what if we were to put all these restraints around the food and him being a very curious, healthy and slightly rebellious boy Mm -hmm. because he's got a lot of his nanny and his nan dad in him as well and um, that that just that's just a a whole story in itself but you put them into that position it makes them want it more yeah and that's so yeah yeah, and that's totally what it was. It was like, you know, you, you can you can have that if you eat your main course. Um, you can only have two biscuits. There's like split, and it was always around the sweet stuff. And so that's what yeah, you wanted. Um, whereas I think if you offer, then children will try lots of different things and they'll get sick of eating all the sweet stuff because that's not what we want to feel great, is it? Um, yeah yeah that's right and I'll I'll tell you one thing that I did do with him though and that was that uh, I picked him up and I put him on the breakfast bench and I put my ear to his stomach and mm. I went let's listen what's your tummy saying what is your tummy asking for and and I wondered like you know you 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 are really quite a linguistic but how would you say as a parent we ought to be raising our children so they're not because you know what happens as adults you know that they mm. grow up and they they find themselves into that in that position where they go well what's my life all about now yeah i mean what what's the best thing we can encourage 
our kids and what would we say to our younger self? Like what would you say to your younger self if you could go back and have that time over again and that to, to actually reconstruct? Although we, I mean, I know that, everything that's happened to us is is for a great reason yes good because that's why you're who you are today right yeah you know just bringing some wisdom because obviously uh the confidence unleashed uh this is about one of your signature programs right Mm. so you know when you're talking to that person that's coming through uh, that program with confidence unleashed what's the first thing they have to do learn to love and accept themselves where they are and know that they are okay and good as they are as well for me self-love and self-acceptance is just key to so many so much of our lives because without it you don't feel really confident you don't feel able to say yes to things that come your way you're not going to back yourself to go after what you want unless you love and accept yourself because if you're not going to feel you're worth it. Um, and so it's just absolutely paramount that they, I say the relationship you have with the self is the most important relationship in your life. And so you mm. should at least be treating yourself like somebody you love, if not more. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, you know, and that's the thing. It's just absolutely paramount that, you know, you're, you've got to have a, a certainty in yourself that you know you're all right, you're valuable, you're worthy, and you deserve your dreams, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, without giving away everything, what do we, you know, what do we really need to do? Like, uh, do you have any specific exercises that you teach people um so that they can you know begin that self-love like through affirmations or mantras or you know coaching and and obviously the mentoring that you give yeah I mean one of the first things I get them to do is actually write down things they do love about themselves and if they can't love don't love them they like them and if they don't like them they think they're okay so aspects of themselves and then if they're feeling really brave And quite a few of them do this is they ask the people in their lives that love them why, what they love about them. And it's we delve deep because it's often the things that we just do or it's like, well, that's just who I am. But actually, that's what someone else can really love about us. And we don't even acknowledge it. So that's Mm. one thing I'm going to do to actually acknowledge what there is there to love already. And if they struggle with it, to get some feedback. So on my last round of this course, I had one lady and on, when we did this exercise in week one or two, and she wrote down nothing, and which was heartbreaking. Mm. By the end of the course, she had a long list, and it was wow. just phenomenal to see and see the change in her and the change in her belief. Um, wow. but yeah, we use affirmations because that ninety-five percent, I think, scientists say our thoughts are just unconscious, and you sort of think, well, if we've got all these negative limiting thoughts or things we're saying to ourselves that we don't we're not even aware of what impact are they having so if you can consciously say positive thoughts positive affirmations about yourself then they're gonna have an impact over time um and just change your state change how you feel about yourself your mindset and just build yourself up you know it's got to have an impact if we're consciously making that decision to feed in positive it's going to have an impact there's no doubt 
but it does. Oh. I know it does. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. I'm always looking for, you know, some next level stuff for my journal. And, mm. you know, uh, I, I really encourage people to do the three affirmations, like yeah. three things you're grateful for every day. But I tell you what, I'm going to try that. I'm I'm going to start writing down all the things mm. that I like about me and that I perceive that other people like about me and the things because it's true. I, I, I've actually never done that. So, yes. you know, I mean, if one lady that you've had could not think of one thing, mm. it almost reminds me of a, a time when I was consulting someone that just trauma trauma ridden right mm. and when we were looking because obviously we we have to harness the um the power of positivity yeah. to kind of gazump and fill the space of what is going to be you know obviously replacing the trauma yeah. she could not think sarah of one happy moment in her life wow. just like your your lady and it took a long 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 time but it did happen yeah. and then soon as that floodgate opened mm -hmm. like you know I mean she was conceived as a result of rape so wow. she was like not even she couldn't even say anything like when she was a baby that's no. how bad it was so basically I said well what if you were at kindy and you were painting and you were just mm. lost inside that moment and all of a sudden it just took her mind to a different place and she yeah. suddenly yeah. woke up and realized but that's amazing and then what's the next step so obviously i know that uh the journey to actually self-love is part of your program yeah. and the next part i know is all around the certainty and getting, you know, that clarity about, you know, their life and who they become. You know, what what does a woman do? Because especially because you understand about all the social conditioning, mm. you understand maybe you can kind of set the mood by saying what happens typically in that woman's life, like what happened to you. You know, yeah. you get to a certain age and then you go, what now? And then perhaps talk us through how they can find that, um, I guess, that clarity and that certainty within. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So for me, um, I got to a certain age, my kids got to a certain age and it was, oh, what do I want now? What do I want to do? Where do I fit in all this? And um, which happens to a lot of women, I think, as the kids grow older and stuff. But it's it's finding out what you love, what lights you up, what you enjoy doing, what's fulfilling. Um, but a lot of the time we don't even think about it. We're just stuck on this life loop and we just keep going and going and going without even considering, do I enjoy what I'm doing? Is this what I want to be doing every day? Um, is this what fulfills me and makes my life exciting and worth living? Because life can be fine, but we want more than fine. You know, it's fine. Yes. It's just... I always say fine should be talked about as in a fine thread or the weather's fine. It shouldn't be about your life. You know, our life should yeah. be more than that. It should be fulfilling and exciting for us. It should bring us joy and just feel good. And 
that's not of course we all have our up and down days and I never try and negate how people are feeling but if we can not wallow and not sit there for a long time and that's fantastic and so yeah it's finding out with the women what they love doing what they what their dreams are when did they last actually think what are my dreams what do I want to achieve what do I want to be doing and for some it can be I want to create a lovely home for my family and grow the vegetables in the garden for others I want to go and climb a mountain and it doesn't matter what it is if it's your dream and your goal that's what's important it's not what anyone else thinks about it and I think that's the other thing is you gain me clarity but then you need to grow the self-belief that that's what you want is fine um I shouldn't use that word fine what you want is good if that's what you want not what anyone else wants and so then it's getting in action taking the first step what's the first step I can take to be the person that does what I want to do Um, Mm, yeah because you talk about giving yourself a permission slip which I feel is very very powerful so what is it about that permission slip in your program that you know creates that more unstoppable woman from the one that was self-doubting not knowing where she was to suddenly coming into her inner confidence and clarity into giving herself permission and then Mm. becoming unstoppable so so what can you talk us around that like what happens with that permission slip why is it such a crucial piece um because I think we live our lives we're in our roles doing what we do and it's feeling that we should be satisfied with what we're doing life's fine as I said um but it's okay to want more and it just because you want more doesn't mean you don't love and appreciate what you've got but you you are allowed to want more so say you're a mum and you've got young children and you love them dearly but you still are allowed to want things for yourself too um, I had someone on the last round who was struggling with that whole mum guilt thing of thinking, well, I shouldn't really need to do these things for me anymore because I've got my child. And I'm like, yeah, but you still love doing those. And that's still a part of who you are. And so it's knowing that that's OK. I'm allowed to want more. And actually, and one thing I talked to her about was, you know, what what would you say to your daughter? you know if would you say to your daughter well once you get to a certain age you're not allowed to want anymore I said no you want her to live her life as big as possible and achieve all her dreams don't you she's like yeah yeah and I said so why doesn't the same apply for you um and that's it's quite often a good way to do it is we'll talk to your children or talk to somebody what would you say to them because actually that's still that applies to you and your life as well so give yourself that permission to want more to go after what you want um as I say, it doesn't always have to be big things with her. It was things like carrying on with her creative writing and it was feeling guilty for taking that time. Um, but no, she loved it and it made her life joyful. She found it exciting. So it, you are allowed to want that as well as other aspects that we've got that we still love. Yeah. I mean, I can see how your program of becoming that unstoppable woman, so to speak, all the unstoppable man is, you know, it it doesn't matter like what you say, they could be baking cookies at home and nurturing their family. And if that's what, you know, absolutely flicks their switch, so be it, you know. Um, But as long as you are giving yourself permission to be all of everything that you know that is inside of you because life's so short. It is. And it's living the life that you want and that you dream of 
not in a really selfish way, although I say some selfishness is good, um, not what you think you should be doing. And it, that's what's so important is that it's for you and it's not for everyone else out there. Anthony Robbins says, you know, when you should, all that you're doing is shooting all over yourself yeah. and shooting all over everybody else. Yeah. So ditch the should and start being, you know. Yeah, and, totally. You know, and, and just stepping into that, obviously, I guess, um, coming out of the other side. Obviously, the woman that comes through your program and what she's really experiencing is that fearless limitless yeah. and and I believe you called her warrior queen yeah and you know and and it's it's interesting actually how we don't actually mean it literally like warrior queen no. but it's 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 how the warrior queen kind of manifests within yeah. you so what does a warrior queen mean to you Sarah and can you describe this woman that is now gone from the mediocre squashed living in a kind of a small world not attaining you know all the life of what she really wants and what she deserves to live to stepping into this like fearless yeah. limitless warrior queen yeah. like what does that look like so the word that springs to mind is ignited and it's like so the love of themselves is ignited that they've got just got a quiet certainty it doesn't need to be really loud and brash unless that's their personality which is great but there's a quiet certainty just a solidness that I'm good as I am I can do what I want to do I could there are no limits and you said it unstoppable um that they they attract people because of their energy they're energized they just feel full of life and are just happy which is a really like nondescript word but just that quiet solid contentment and but knowing there's a fire in them that when they want to get somewhere they can get somewhere and they can do mm. what it is because it's very sad to just get to the end of your life and and sort of look back and think oh wow you know I just played it down and I just let that fire sort of go out you know you want to be that yeah. you know because women men alike we are all really equal right I'm very much about mm. equality and we all have the right and we all have the power to be standing in our legacy and being a light to the world we don't have to be coaches healers and leaders like you and I um, it can mean standing in your power within your own right. Yeah. So I'm just going to go to a short break as we discuss this program that you have that is consecutively running and it is around unleashing your confidence through the journey of self-love. So, guys, firstly, can I say subscribe to this channel and share it with anyone that you know may really want to hear this 
And if you are interested in jumping on board of this program, this program, if you are ready to, to really fire up and step into your power and become that unstoppable person, and it doesn't matter where you are in your life, you know, what Sarah is doing right here is she's taking you literally and doing a complete mind flip, right? So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go through the journey of self-love. And Sarah is going to take you through this in the most incredible way. Now, as you come to nurture your own journey to self-love, the, the big thing and what Sarah is really gifted in doing is helping you. She's a great listener. She's an active listener. And that mind flip that helps you to understand that when you change your thoughts, you change your life. This is where you can step into harnessing your inner power, learning to say yes to your soul. This is one of her modules where you say yes to your soul because you're stepping into your certainty. You're stepping into your crystal clear clarity and you're stepping into the person that you were called to be. So then she'll take you through becoming unstoppable because I would dare say that once you've moved through these incredible, powerful modules, this is what it's going to feel like, even if you are baking cookies or if you are out on a machinery or riding a horse, whatever it is, when you're doing what you love and loving what you do, you will feel unstoppable. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to feel alive. I was going to say the hills come alive with the sound of music. That keeps coming because Mary Poppins is in town at the moment. But anyway, staying on track, you guys. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, also, the link to join Sarah on her program is here. And once you become this unstoppable person, this is all about the fact that you've given yourself permission. And as Sarah says in her own world, words, if that means swinging through the jungle <laughs> to give yourself that permission, so be it. And then stepping into your fearless, limitless warrior self. So thank you so much, Sarah. Is there any last words? What would you say to a person out there that's perhaps sitting on the fence? Maybe you know them better than, than I do because you know what it's like. Mm. Is there a, a short story, uh, a quick snippet that you can share with this woman because you know you've been there yourself? Yeah. And you know what it's like. What what would you say with last words here? Well, if there anything feeling like I was, it was, let's say life was fine. A little bit bored, if I'm honest. Um, and I got to the point of adopting the mantra, say yes, be brave. Because I used to say no to absolutely everything. It was, do you want to do this? No. Do you want to do this? No. So I started saying yes to everything. And that did lead me to swinging through the jungle in Bali with my daughter, walking on the seabed with my daughter in Bali, 
um, going to events on my own that I wouldn't have ever done before, but loving them. Um, the funniest one was when I said yes to a yoga event to support a coach I was working with at the time, not realising it was hot yoga and thinking, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I've actually loved it, thankfully. Um, so many things I've done over the last few years. I went to um, the Maldives on a retreat. I've done all these things that I would never have done if I hadn't gone through the journey of learning to love myself. My life is richer. It's had ripple effects to my family because I'm a happier person. I'm a more excited person. So that affects our whole family life. I participate in things when we go on holidays. I used to hold the bags and take the photos, but now I'm in there with them. Um, and so it can just completely enrich your life and the life of those you love. So just say yes to you. I love that. That is a big one. Say yes to mm. you. Because when you start saying yes to you, guess what? The world will start saying yes. Exactly. So thank you so, so much, so much for this beautiful conversation. And I know that this is just going to bless so many people who listen to it. And I send all of you so many blessings. And I thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me on this podcast and sharing so many gold nuggets with us today. No, thanks for having me. It's been Okay, so would you like to know how to take the next step? The next step is you may want to bring your legacy onto my show. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed to my show, make sure you do and tell it to your friends because we are always bringing some ingenious content every single week. But if you are ready to go really, really deep with your zone of genius, you can contact me so we can absolutely go through all of those teachings and trainings and high energy frequencies and put you right here on the red carpet where you can really expound your most powerful message. So how can you do that? You can reach me by my website or find the link in this chat. You can also go to my bio on social media and you will find me. And you can even find the podcast launching pad in my bio to click in to an appointment so you can come on this show and you will get all backstage grooming. You will get backstage. You will be in a vortex where we will actually harness you in creating your message and your magic and your zone of genius and taking you through this beautiful formula and launching your service your legacy on this show and everybody watching is going to know everybody listening should i say is going to know that you are getting the best of the best in their field so keep watching keep sharing keep playing and remember if you are looking for a powerful transformation to live your legacy life I am just a click away. So go ahead and click in and I look forward to seeing you on the next program. See you soon.